0: Phil, I just walked the length of State Street up and down.
1: You just walked it, Scott? I ran it the other day. You're a
2: wimp. Come on.
0: Well I was counting which stores had boarded up windows and which didn't, it was almost 50% of them did. Boy, our downtown has taken a huge hit, particularly State Street, from COVID-19, from protests, at least the tail end of them looting and smashing and a lot of the businesses have closed we need a strong downtown to be a strong city one idea the state journal has been pushing for a long time and that we are editorializing on this sunday is taking buses off of state street and let's turn it into a beautiful pedestrian promenade what do you think
1: i love the idea and i don't have anything against buses you know I'm i'm a big fan of of public transportation And I don't think the buses are loud or disgusting or anything. I just think that they take up too much space away from people on State Street. So I think let's get the buses off State Street. Let's put the buses on other streets. They can move through the downtown more quickly. And so they're not stuck going up and down State Street. And let's make State Street a centerpiece, the finest pedestrian mall in the state of Wisconsin.
0: Well, today on Center Stage of the Wisconsin State Journal's political podcast from the sensible center of Wisconsin politics, we're going to talk with Jason Ilstrup, president of Downtown Madison, Inc. Which represents a slew of businesses about getting the buses off of State Street. And about what else we need to do to improve downtown. I also spoke to another expert, Art Paul Schlosser. Oh, yeah. A resident State Street musician. Troubadour. I asked Art how State Street's doing and how we should improve it and how his tips are going. We'll play that too, Phil. Oh, great. I'm Scott Milford. I'm the editorial page editor for the Wisconsin State Journal.
1: And I'm Phil Hands. I'm the editorial cartoonist for the Wisconsin State
0: Journal. And we are half of the Wisconsin State Journal editorial board. The more urban half. Jason Ilstrup, welcome to Center Stage with Milford in Hands. Tell me again, what is DMI and how many members do you have?
3: DMI is a member based organization of about 500 business, nonprofit, government members that are all working to create the best quality of life in downtown Madison possible through advocacy, through community building, through networking, and through policy
0: research. I just... Went downtown, beautiful day, sunny. State Street, I walked the whole length and came back and I counted the number of stores that were either boarded up or they had windows on them. It's not an exact count, but it's around 70-ish have windows. 60-ish, I'm just talking about on State Street, have boarded up windows. There's some like the Overture where some windows aren't and some are. There's some stores that are boarded up, but they're open for business. There's others that have nice windows and everything looks great, but there's nothing in them. So what is the pulse of downtown and particularly State Street right now? Where are we at?
3: There are 152 storefronts on State Street and 152 different ideas of what to do or what not to do with the boards. Right, So you see a myriad of different people. Many boards went back up this last week based on the inauguration activities and I think some uncertainty around the nation's capitals. I think we had heard information nationwide that different capitals could be the subject to some protests, like maybe what we saw in Washington two weeks ago. And I think that rightfully uh, put the hair on people's necks, back of their necks up a little bit and said, wait, we need to reboard. So in fact, we actually were seeing less boards a few weeks ago, now a few more went up. And actually I was just down on State Street, not but an hour ago, and many more of them are starting to come back down. There are tough days still ahead, no matter what for a business, boards or not. Retail, restaurants, it's a tough January and February, even in the best of times. But you then add on these uncertainties, COVID and any damage they may get. It's a tough time for these businesses. But there still seems to be, Scott and Phil, a light at the end of the tunnel that we're headed in the right direction with the vaccines, I think that gets something for people to grasp onto in the future. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be in a month. It may not be in six months, but it is out there. And I think these businesses feel if they can hold on for a few more months, that things will return relatively back to normal.
1: How far down is business on State Street?
3: Each individual business guards that pretty closely as to what their revenues are, but we know that it's down significantly for for virtually every business downtown, but they're all different. Some might be doing a little bit better because they've adapted better to delivery service or they've adapted a new menu that fits more to takeout. We've seen that with a couple of restaurants, particularly Lucille and Merchant, who have opened up a fried chicken sandwich place within their restaurant. It works better for takeouts. So that might help them. They also made the large investment to the outdoor area on Pinckney Street. And so some of these businesses that have innovative and been able to keep up better, nobody is whole, Phil. Nobody is whole. Everyone is losing really good amounts of money and unfortunately have worse, had to let a lot of people go. There are 50, 51,000 employees downtown. And about 20% of those employees work in retail, in hospitality and in restaurants. And many of those jobs are gone, and that that is really tough. So business is down for everyone, and those fall on effects of losing employees, of not being able to use your normal suppliers that you would, the local farms and whatnot. It really has a a pretty dizzyingly bad effect on the downtown economy. People don't realize how important tourism is to our region. It's a 1.4 billion dollar a year industry in Dane County, and 300 million of that, 304 million, is spent downtown. And those tourists are not there. The events are not there. And that just really, really decreases all of the foot traffic happening downtown.
0: What needs to happen to make downtown and State Street stronger?
1: And then we'll tell you what we think.
0: (laughs) Getting the virus under control and getting more people vaccinated, obviously that will help. What else has to happen?
3: That's by far priority number one. We have to get the virus under control for our own health and safety. 400,000 people in the United States over have lost their lives. That affects so many Americans, so many Madisonians. So we need to have the virus be under control for the economy really to get going. But there's a subset to that. We need to be working with public health, uh, Dane County and the city to ensure that we're businesses working directly with the public health officials to figure out how to reopen the economy. It's much easier to close an economy it is to reopen it and to reopen it safely. Businesses all across downtown have been so innovative in ways that they can keep their customers and their employees safe. Second, I think we really need to take this as an opportunity to re-envision downtown. I think we've seen the acceleration of several economic trends that were already in the marketplace. So if it's the e-commerce. The old adage was that 25% of all retail transactions were going to be online by 2025. That was in 2019, the rule. In 2020, they've already increased that to 33%. That is a math, that's billions, if not trillions of dollars more going to e-commerce. So how do the local retailers adapt? How do they make more robust websites like the Sell Proper or like August or like For Imagination? I mean, What did they do to change their product? Second, you know, you're seeing the pushing forward, the acceleration of delivery and takeout. And many businesses, they're doing a really good job of adapting. So the businesses need to adapt to these changes. So own what's happening now. But the way we can cast the new vision is to say what worked and what didn't work and bring the entire community into the conversation. Everyone in the city of Madison and in the Dane County area, it's their downtown. And they need to be part of what that remake looks like. And the perfect example is, how do we use public space? COVID changed our definition of sort of everything should be made for the car. And you saw that, again, with the streetery program, which allowed for parking spots, public spaces, sidewalk areas to be opened up for retail or for cafes. It really created a great sort of piazza, you know, that sort of model in Europe where you see all over the place. And it really allowed for more good healthy activity now, because we all had to be outside, that was the one way we could get through COVID. But I think we should keep that. I would be heartbroken if those 13 parking spots on Pinckney Street ever go back to parking spots. Those should remain sort of outdoor plaza where people can, you know, get together. Because that's why downtowns are successful, is people getting together. It's that power of proximity. And that will never end. Um, downtowns have seen wars, they've seen infestations, they've seen fires, they've seen plagues, they've seen pandemics, but they've always bounced back because humans by nature want to be together. And so we need to be creating more ways for people together and our whole community, our whole diverse community to get together downtown. Thinking about those issues now, uh, while we have a little bit more time to think that through what the future looks like, I think allows us to create an even stronger downtown Madison, a more equal, and a more vibrant downtown for our whole community.
0: What if instead of just 13 stalls on Pinckney Street, what if we took all of State Street and applied the streetery concept to that and just made it a grand pedestrian walking mall where the stores could come out and sell their food and their products on State Street? Like, I'm thinking of like Santa Monica.
1: Or Pearl Street in uh, Boulder or something like that.
0: You know, that is an idea, a time-honored idea that we've been discussing for for how long
3: in this community. In fact, you know, people forget that 25, 30 years ago, the 700 and 800 blocks, right? So the blocks closest to library mall, the university bookstore, those used to be open to traffic as well. And they experimented for one year by closing them down temporarily. 25 years later, they've never been opened again. And look how vibrant they are with all the food carts and the businesses that are there and the chasen and the union. What can we do potentially like that on State Street? Phil and Scott, your examples are great. Santa Monica's wonderful. I wish we could have the beachside part of it. That would be even better. And there's actually studies that say that pedestrian models do better when the weather's better. I don't know why we had to necessarily uh, create a study for that. We probably should have just known that. Uh, but there are models like Pearl Street, like Church Street in Burlington that could be very applicable. And at downtown Madison, Inc., we are doing a lot of research on that. Because I think, Scott and Phil, we've had this conversation as a community for a long time, but it maybe was anecdotal. And, oh, we think this could work, or this, this let's try this. We're really looking at a several research reports that have come out over the last couple of years, including a student's dissertation work on State Street, about how this could be successful. And, and I think now is the time to really look at it. And, you know, do we potentially close down the 400, 500 and 600 blocks because they have less bus traffic already? And maybe that's the way we experiment. And do we hang lights over the street like Larimer Square in Denver, which, you know, is a great, a great young uh, developer in town that's thinking about things like that, painting the street, adding art, adding spaces that we all can come together. How does that connect with maybe Hawthorne Court, which is this really funky space between Uh, The Lake Street and Francis ramps between University Avenue and State Street, could we put art and lights and murals and tell a story, say, on environmentalism, really create these, I hate to say this, I'm 44, I shouldn't say this, but Instagrammable moments for bringing people downtown. I think we need to have those conversations now. We need to think big about downtown. And we, the, the best way to think big is by bringing everyone into those conversations about what they want to see and then using facts and data to make the right decisions.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see a world where the first warm day in March or April, we've got State Street open for every single business to move out there right now. And the planning has got to start yesterday on that if we're going to make that happen, because I don't think we're going to be back to normal by the time we're ready to eat outside this year, even if we even though Dane County's doing great with vaccinations and we're doing great with social distancing and we've got we've good COVID numbers here. I don't think we're going to be ready to go back to normal anytime soon. So, yeah, how do we how do we get the city officials to do this?
3: <laughs> Two things. I think one, the, the playing field has changed. The idea that we would even close those 13 parking spots on Pinckney to a restaurant space would, would, would never have flown. No offense to the city, but they probably would not have been even within the realm of thinking. Now that happened. And so what happens is it everyone's ping, ping, ping. They've got all of these ideas. And so what it needs to, to, to be is that the community needs to be connected to the elected officials. And you need to create public-private partnerships where everyone who has a stake in this, the entire, which is the entire community, not just the business community, not just the non it's not UW, although they're a major player in this, so is the city, bring them all together and to say, okay, here are some ideas. There are best practices throughout the entire country and through the world of what could or couldn't work. Honestly, the street program started from an idea that one of us got an email from one of the Baltic states, and that's literally where the idea came from. Mm-hmm. And then we, worked, uh, Rebecca Canera and the city did a wonderful job, Megan Blakehorst and Matt Michalczewski's team, to, to make it the Madison way. And so it shows you that we can do this, but we need to push the public side. We as, as the voters in the community need to push the public side and we need to get all voices in to it. Young, old, black, brown, doesn't matter who it is, they all have to be part of the conversation and say, this is what we need. Because when downtowns work, people have to have these like soulful moments, something extra special. And for a lot of people, that is things that we already have. It's for imagination. It's the amazing view on the fifth floor of the Capitol. It's the Wisconsin Union, which is ridiculously awesome. But does everyone in our community have that sort of soul place makes them want to come down. And now I think is the time to do that. And so if we describe it as such to elected officials, work directly with the mayor's office, Mayor Rhodes conway she has a great history of these public private partnerships, bringing those groups together to have those conversations. And one of the positives, Scott and Phil, we've started that conversation. And, I'm, and we're proud to help facilitate it with our friends at the city's economic development team. Alders, Trevere and Heck, and Waheli have been great proponents. Um, Deputy Mayors uh, Vakunta and Bamel have been very supportive. So those conversations are starting.
0: We've brought up with the current mayor and the former mayor for years, this idea of changing State Street into a walkable pedestrian mall. Both Satya and former Mayor Paul Soglin, my impression was they were open to the idea and maybe even positively open, but then they get down to logistics, particularly the buses. Well, where are the buses going to go? The buses, then they got to go this way. And it sounded like there was even some business people worried that if the buses weren't going down there, maybe there wouldn't be people getting on and off buses and going to stores and restaurants as a result. I'm not sure I buy that, but what about the buses? It
3: is an important issue. As an organization, DMI is very pro-transit. We are staunch supporters of the bus rapid transit, we're staunch supporters of what Justin Sternberg, the new general manager at Metro Transit, and Tom Lynch, the director of transportation for the city, are doing with the route study. I mean, this is really, really important. We need to get people in and out of downtown more quickly, more effectively, more cheaply. It matters to get visitors downtown, but it matters for workforce transportation. And we need to get workers into downtown and then through downtown, because literally all roads lead through the isthmus because of the lakes. And so public transit is hyper important. We think that things like the BRT will be a boon for downtown to get people quickly down there because right now we just can't get the amount of cars into downtown that we need to. And to be a really, truly robust city, you need a strong public transit system. In fact, Whistprig did a report about a year ago that said that millennials are making decisions based on public transit. And look, we have some good numbers when it comes to our young workforce. 59% of our 25 to 34 year olds have a college degree or better. That's second most highest percentage to only Boston. Uh, which, I mean, they have, I went to school there, so they have more universities per square foot than anywhere. But we also have seen people are making the choice for Madison. LinkedIn just did a survey of their data, and they looked at in and outflow of tech worker migration. Madison had a plus 74%, so we gained 74 more percent than they lost. That was by far larger than the next, the second place. So we attract really great talent but we need to do everything we can to keep them here. And that includes transit. So a long answer to your question is transit mm-hmm. is important for to keep those employees, but transit is really important for the equity in our community. It's part of the housing and affordable housing issue. So we need to have that. Is State Street the best location? I mean, that's maybe an open question, but we need to have bus rapid transit and multiple lines going down Park Street Going down East Wash, going down through the University.
1: Jason, I'm going to close your question. I'm going to say State Street is not the best place to have transit because it stops all the time. The whole idea of bus rapid transit, and I think currently the plan is to have the buses go down State Street. It just slows to a crawl. It has to stop every block, no matter what. In my in, in my perfect world, our our buses would still stop at State Street, but they would stop at either on University or Johnson or Gorham and let people off there on State Street, but then just zip through the isthmus back up to the square or something. Because right now, the buses crawling around the square and crawling up and down State Street is what really puts a kink in our entire transit system. I think this is a win-win to make State Street a pedestrian open space for, for people and human beings and to have and to get the buses off of it so the buses can get across the town faster.
3: Well, I certainly like your editorial enthusiasm for this topic. I think there's a lot of people that feel the same way. And also the question is, what do you do on the Capitol Square? We have this amazing Capitol Square. It is really special now, but maybe even could be more special. And so, how do we get the best of both worlds? I think that's a really, really important conversation. And as someone that is a frequent metro transit rider, my preferred mode of transportation, if I'm not on a bike to go downtown, Yes, Johnson and university, they're choke points, right? I mean, they literally, the buses stack up and it becomes, it slows everything down. Honestly though, Bill, everything has changed with COVID. I think it's opened people's minds up of what we can do. There's more possibilities now in people's minds because we have to do something different to keep our economy going. We absolutely know we have to do something different to make sure that downtown is welcoming and inclusive and diverse
1: if madison wisconsin was somewhere in europe there would no there would be no traffic on either state street or the square it would be one giant plaza for the community. We always want to be European until the time comes. I run up and down State Street, believe it or not, despite my ever-increasing waistline, I run up and down State Street and around the Capitol Square on a pretty consistent basis.
0: Jog might be the better word.
1: Shuffle. Maybe shuffle is the is the proper term. Shuffle, well, I shuffle along to the Grateful Dead, you know. That's, that's how I roll. Can't run too fast when Jerry's off in space, man. But I just fantasize about this this world where cafes all along the Capitol Square and cafes up and down State Street and people outside all the time and not just on a farmer's market Saturday. I think it's possible in Madison if we have the vision for it.
3: One of the things that Madison can do better at is celebrate winter, have more outdoor activities. I think we're saying that now because we have no choice, but cities like Minneapolis, my hometown, you know, have the, the low pit and they, you know, all the cross-country skiers go all around the lake. You have the St. Paul Winter Carnival, we're going to see a, a snippet of that with the sustained Game program of winters alive that they're working on public art all over all over downtown all over our city. So we need to use our public space better. Phil, you're absolutely right, and we need to do it all four seasons. Like honestly, just put out a pair of long johns. Uh, you know we can get through it, and we can these public spaces more says so says the guy that um, moved to Madison because it was warmer than Minneapolis.
0: The other thing we haven't talked about was the looting and damage to State Street businesses in order for the wood to come down off of the windows the storekeepers need to be confident that the storefronts are not going to be damaged. We just had that announcement that the officer in Kenosha is not being charged for shooting a black man multiple times in the back. That did not create problems on state street we now have a president named biden and not trump which in madison is a much more amenable thing are we past the risk of damage to state street or are we just one shooting or one controversy and we go back to problems
3: we sure hope that we're 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 past it look i think it's important to, to protest i think that's you know people need to have their voices heard But we certainly hope that property damage is finished, although we never can know that. We live in a very turbulent world, but I think the businesses are feeling that. You can kind of feel after the inauguration, after little to no property damage downtown, that I think they're ready to move forward and take much of those boards down. And and that really is important for the vibrancy of the city. You need to be able to see through the windows and see the action, that's all part of a downtown. I will admit some of the boards are still up because there's a, a, a series of vacancies. And so there's nothing behind those boards. But for the shops and places that can take their boards off, you know, we, we, we really do encourage it. But you're also seeing people do different things. They're, they're able to put the boards up more quickly now and, you know, they can react with more speed if they need to. But downtown won't be robust until we really have all of the boards down. But there were some positive. The, the art project was was outstanding. We saw art downtown that we maybe never have, have seen before. It was, it was a tricky issue. Um, there were a lot to that layers to that onion, but certainly I think overall it was a positive to have art instead of just plywood. And I think it was fantastic to see those young artists of all shapes and sizes coming downtown and expressing themselves. What I think we learned is people love public art and they love mm-hmm. all kinds of art. And I think in Madison, we need a
1: lot more of it, particularly downtown.
0: If we took the buses off of State Street, we'd have more room for art down there.
1: That's a good point, Scott. You brought up about the, the protest, too, because I think we sort of forget that all that property damage that night that was right at the beginning of the summer season and the restrictions on the state were starting to come down and restaurants were starting to feel like they could open up a little bit. And so there was this hope that like maybe we could get something, you know, maybe people will come down to State Street a little bit more. Maybe there is this opportunity here. And then the looting and the violence just crushed everybody's spirit and kept everybody out for the for the duration of the summer for the most part.
3: Yeah, true. And then also, you know, COVID went the other direction again. We had the spikes again. That has been the real widowmaker, COVID. When a downtown is successful, four things happen. You have a strong resident base, which we have, about 30,000 residents in downtown. You have a strong employee base, which we have, about 50,000 employees downtown. You have a lot of events. Phil, you just said you run downtown. There's literally dozens and dozens of runs. There's the farmer's markets. There's just something happening virtually every day. Mm -hmm. Those happen. And then tourism, which we talked about earlier, that is huge for downtown. There's many businesses, particularly in retail, that believe 70% of their revenue comes from either events, so bringing all of us in from to downtown, or tourists. So coming in from Chicago or Minneapolis or Beijing or, 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 or Paris, you know, coming into to Madison. And all of those things were curtailed. And so it meant that downtown was a really difficult situation. And they were, for the most part, curtailed because of COVID. You couldn't have the events because it wasn't safe and we shouldn't have had them. Tourists weren't traveling um, like they used to. The residents, they weren't 20,000 residents. 87% of those 30,000 residents are ages 15 to 34. So many of them are college students and they weren't all back. And then businesses, certainly 50,000 people are not working downtown today. In late summer, a large property company did a study and they found about 20 to 25% of employee bases in the central business districts across America had their employees working there. But I still think people are gonna come back to offices, maybe not at the same level, it'll be modified and be different, But when you don't have any of those four factors, Phil, Mm -hmm. have a successful year. And so you're right. We saw the damage, that that sort of chilled things downtown, and then COVID got worse pretty quickly thereafter, and that stopped all of those four key factors for success from downtown from happening.
0: Well, Jason, thanks for being on Milford and Hands with us. Thank you, Scott and Phil,
3: for caring about downtown and caring about the city. We really do appreciate it. And please let us know if you need anything from us. Thanks, Jason.
0: All right, here's what Art Paul Schlosser, State Street's resident busker, had to say about the health of downtown and Madison's signature street. Art, how bad is it on State Street in terms of not many people and not much
2: business? Uh, it's, uh, uh, it's down. It, I would say it would, it's down 30%, maybe 40%. Is that true of your tips, too? No, actually, um, some people give me bigger tips... Because they're worried about me or something. <laughs> Should they be worried about you? I don't. If they want to, go ahead. You seem pretty happy. I'm happy either way, and um, my rent is cheap. What do you think needs to happen for State Street to come back? Uh, no more COVID. Yeah. It, it's hard for businesses, but you know, fair trade does a pretty good job, yeah. and they've got the. The booth's all separated, and Hawks is doing all right. What do you think about... I'll let the truck pass. What do you
0: think about an idea on our State Journal editorial board? We've been interested in taking the buses off of State Street and letting the stores come out into the street, whether you're a restaurant or a store, and kind of take it over like a promenade. Well, they Wh- what that, do you think of that?
2: They did that last summer. And some for some people, it worked. But a lot of people, it didn't quite work that well. But I like the idea, but um, the reason why it didn't work that well was people don't necessarily have money because some of the people are out of work right now. And so that's part of the problem is some people are out of work and they not can't buy things. Are you worried at all about getting COVID out here singing and playing or not? Uh, well, a couple things I do is I trust Jesus, and then I'm taking vitamins. I'm mean, eating really healthy. I'm trying my best, but I'm not uh, kissing anybody, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, can you play just a uh, tune as we
0: drain out here?
2: Okay. Then I'll check. You make me smile. You make me laugh. You make me dance. And that's not half. I want to shout. I want to scream. Tell the whole world, the whole thing, that I don't want to live without you. I just want to sing about you. I don't want to say goodbye. Why? Why? You want more? That's good. Thanks, Art. God bless you. It's called "You Make Me Smile."
0: You can find Art Paul Schlosser on Twitter at Art Paul Rocks. Jason Ilstrup is on Twitter at Jason Ilstrup. I L S T R U P. Follow Phil on Twitter at Phil Hands. Follow me at Scott Milfred. Find and follow Center Stage with Milford and Hands at go.madison.com slash centerstage. Or find us on your favorite podcasting app. Our theme music is by Tube Tester.